Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Welcome back to Beyond the Mask. This is Sharon Pierce, and as you all know, we started talking on our last episode about freelancing and CRNAs, and I got a little tired and a little bit overwhelmed with some of the information, so we decided to come back today and finish up all of this information that Jeremy's getting for us. So, Jeremy... All right, Sharon is bright-eyed and bushy-tailed now, so we can start to talk about again freelancing and opportunities to go 1099 and how to uh, make more money. How to make more money. How and, to keep uh, more money. Keep more money. How to spend more money. I don't know no? about that. We don't oh, really okay. want to go down. Okay. That. And save money on taxes and all those fun things that our CRNAs love to hear about. So we're going to kick it off now. Well, let's talk about. Do you have to be a corporation to be 1099? I mean, help me out here. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be incorporated. In fact, we've got a lot of CRNAs that just go the sole proprietor route. That is, you know, I'm going to go work for this facility. And, you know, I'm going to go to a plastics office and they're going to pay me, you, Sharon Pierce, mm-hmm. directly. That check comes to Sharon. She puts it in her personal bank account. Boom. You spend that money just like it's water. Like it's water. Mm-hmm. There you go. But there's some drawbacks to that. One, you've got to make sure that you're withholding enough money for taxes because as a sole proprietor, you have to pay the taxes in the quarter in which you earn it to avoid penalties and interest. So you've got to set up to pay quarterly taxes that way. You know, other opportunities is in a lot of states, we see CRNAs forming LLCs or limited liability corporations or PLLCs, which is professional limited liability corporations. And really all that does for you, Sharon, is it just helps you from a liability perspective. There's not really any tax benefits associated with that at all, but it can help you shield some liability there that might go above and beyond your malpractice coverage. So some attorneys recommend that CRNAs do that as well. And then depending upon the amount of money that you're making, you can also choose to have your LLC taxed as an S corporation. And now we're going to start to get into some sizzle here, Sharon. Mm. We sizzle in my world. I'm not sure about in the anesthesia. So the S corporation sizzles. S corporations. That's what the S is for. Okay. Sizzle corporation. All right. You should have a chime in right now. That's it. That's it. But the S corporation sizzle is this, is you can choose to have that LLC taxed as an S corporation, or you could form an S corporation outright. And I'll explain the difference. Yeah. You've lost me. Yep. So if we choose to have our LLC taxed as an S corporation, well, then we've got to pay ourselves a salary. Oh, well, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because everybody wants a salary, right? Absolutely. And the IRS says in S corporations, you have to take a reasonable salary. Even better. Why do you think they tell us that? Can I take what I think I'm worth? I don't know. (laughs) We've got to leave money for taxes, Sharon. But, but the reason they do that is because in an S corporation, you can take money out two ways. You can take it out as salary or you can take it out as a distribution. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I say the sizzle is there is because distributions are not subjected to self-employment tax. 
therefore saving you that 15.3% oh on that FICA tax that we talked about earlier. Right. So, you know, we've had situations. I had a CRNA out in California who was making $400,000 a year. Wow. And wow. the CPA he was working with told him that his reasonable salary was $50,000. said, wow, where did you come up with that reasonable salary? Because I don't know any CRNA that's going to go work in Podunk, California, right. do what this guy's doing for $50,000 a year. How are you going to explain that to the IRS? And the IRS knows this game and they're cracking down on it. They're looking at this. You've got to be able to quantify what reasonable means. But the S corporation can be utilized by CRNAs who are making, you know, you don't want to do all this because you got to do an extra tax return. There's some other things you got to do as an S corporation if you're only making $30,000 a year. But if you're doing this full time as a CRNA, a lot of times you can find some benefit and value in being that S corporation. So what's the difference between an S corporation and a C corporation? Yeah. Well, the big difference is in the C corporation, your earnings are actually doubly taxed. So you're subjected to double taxation. Yeah, you're making that face. Why would you do that? Oh, I must need some more Botox if, if you can see me frowning. But. Well, you know, we don't see a lot of CRNAs setting up as C corporations. It's really the majority of those are set up for other types of businesses because it's taxed at the corporate level, although it is a lesser rate than what we have as individuals. But then when you go to take the money out of the C corporation, you're taxed at your rate again. So for most CRNAs, you know, being a C corporation probably is not the right, right scenario for them. Now, I know that you helped me set up a LLC for my consulting and speaking part of my business. And if I would ever have time to freelance, which <laughs> I don't because Jeff Cottle owns me with Carolina Anesthesia, as he should, since I have been with him for about 13 years and he's seen me through house campaigns, every campaign I ever ran, every office I've ever held. I just can't say enough. The wonderful Good. travel schedule of the Absolutely. And he lets me be me. So I don't know how much use I'll get out of that LLC, but I do appreciate you <laughs> setting it up for me. All right. So what if I would decide to incorporate? I know not everybody has their own Jeremy <laughs> that right. can help them. Right. Uh, can everybody have their own Jeremy? Well, yeah, we've got a phone number they can call us and we would be well, glad what, to. What is that? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, people can do this on their own. You know, CRNAs are smart people. There's a lot of information. Smartest there. people I know. Smartest people I know. You know, you can do this stuff on your own. You know, one of the things you would have to do is define whether you're going to be an S Corp or an LLC. If you're going to be an LLC, every state has their own LLC laws. Right. So you'd have to go to your respective secretary of state, fill out their paperwork, turn that into them. Some states like North Carolina, where we're at, you also have to notify the nursing board. Right. I just got a, my letter. We have to play a game. Oh, you got to pay your $25 yes. fee this year. But we have to play a little game with the state of North Carolina because they won't allow you to set up a corporation without the nursing board signing off on it. But the nursing board won't sign off on it unless you actually have a corporation. So, some crazy rules out there, but, you know, making sure that you're hitting all the objectives that need to be checked off as you move forward. But absolutely, you can do this stuff on your own. And if you're going to be an S corporation, there are some things you need to do. You either need to get an attorney to do that because you have to have some documents drafted. 
And we have a lot of clients who will use LegalZoom or one of those online. And for most CRNAs, that's probably sufficient. But there are some hoops you have to jump through. For the escort. For the escort. Okay. Sounds like a lot of work, number one. So the people who have S-Corps, would they typically just be the only employee or is this more common for somebody who is also going to hire people, yeah, I, I mean, guess, or like say they go into a GI facility and they're going to have other people coming in and working for them and covering the facility. One of the reasons we see CRNAs being S corporations is the fact, and I hit on this earlier, they're going to work in multiple states. Uh, Remember I said LLCs are set up under state law. So if we form an LLC Uh, in North Carolina and then you go freelance in New York, guess what? New York doesn't have the same laws as North Carolina. So they won't recognize your LLC. There you go. And you can file to have a foreign entity recognized in that state, but every state charges you a fee. And I think in New York, I believe it's around four or $500 a year. So one way around that is to do an S corporation, which is recognized under federal law, which currently is recognized in every state. There is some debate about that these days, Mm -hmm. but federal law is recognized in every state. So therefore being an S corporation, you don't have to be worried about those issues. So that is one scenario that we do see that folks form S corporations over LLCs. So do you have to have any bylaws or what kind of corporate structure do you have to have? Like if I was an S corp, would Pierce be my vice president or something. Pierce could be your vice president or your secretary, whatever you wanted him to be, Sharon. Well, there you go. Just as long as he brings me my meals, that's all. (laughs) That's all I care about. Yeah, but with the S-Corp, there are more hoops you have to jump through. You have to have an annual meeting. It has to be documented. Yes, you do have to have bylaws and so forth that have to be drafted. Who looks Um, at that stuff? Well, you know, it's either you or your attorney that looks at that stuff. No, but I mean, who cares? (laughs) <laughs> is this so in case the IRS comes after you or it's is for that a couple why? different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I think if the IRS ever came after you and looked at that, they would have made sure that you're actually running this like a business, which you should be, that you're doing your annual meeting minutes and so forth. And there's another reason. Uh, Pierce there. is going to have to be secretary. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and some of the other reasons is, you know, just liability. So if you're working at a facility and, you know, God forbid something happened to a patient and they decided to sue you along with your malpractice personally. And that's one of the reasons people set up corporations is to limit liability. But if you weren't doing all the things that you're actually supposed to be doing to run a business, Sharp attorneys can do what they call piercing the corporate veil. Okay. Yeah. And that basically means that this is a sham corporation. You're not running it like a corporation. Therefore, you don't get the liability protection of a corporation. So, you know, sharp attorneys can come in and do that. So you want to make sure that you're setting things up right and you're doing the right things. Mm -hmm. So you can tell somebody what all these things are. I know you've written a couple of books. I have written a couple of books, you know, and some of this we deal with, you know, obviously I'm not an attorney, don't claim to be, don't want to be, right. um, but we know a lot of the stuff and we can point people in the right direction to help them get started with this and make sure they're working with competent professionals. Okay. Well, that sounds good. So, all right, let's say that I have decided to start freelancing. How do most people find out where to work at or 
just word of mouth or? Well, I think some of it's word of mouth. You know, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there. You know, gas work is one place people go to look for work. A lot of agencies out there. Well, I know I get emails almost every single day right now. And, you know, just as an aside, I always kept up with the freelancing agencies, United Anesthesia, et cetera. And I would ask them, how's business? Because you know what the market is like whenever they say, I just can't keep up. Absolutely. We just can't keep up. And that is what everybody is saying. And my email inbox is full every single day. Absolutely. And that's our experience as well. I mean, if we don't get two, three emails or calls a day, folks looking to go 1099 and set up their businesses and so forth. I mean, it's every day, Sharon. And I was, we just got back from Boston at the ANA meeting a couple of weeks ago, and I was talking to John Fetcho, who's head of ANA Insurance Services, about you know how business was and how the malpractice side of things were going. He's, it's booming. You know, we're getting calls all the time from CRNAs who are wanting to go 1099. And actually, um, we need to call John Fetcho and get absolutely. him on the podcast to let him talk about insurances. And I know that AANA is looking at possibly doing something with health insurance because, you know, for a lot of CRNAs, that's a huge deal, especially for the ones that are indeed over 50. Absolutely. And you need health insurance. I know that's the reason why I have to work. Yeah, because, you know, there's no other reason why you have to work, Sharon. That's it. <laughs> it's just the health insurance, yeah. right? Well, you've got to have that because I am a long ways from Medicare. Well, yes, you are. But, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. And that's one of the reasons that a lot of people are really scared to give up the W-2 job. And the benefits is because of the health insurance. And that's gotten tougher in the last few years, you know, with the Affordable Care Act premiums going up like they have. A lot of people are searching for different avenues. You know, we've seen a lot of our clients go to these Christian health share plans. Uh, explain that. Well, you know, a, a lot of these health share plans out there, it's not insurance, but it's a sharing arrangement. And these Christian organizations set it up and it's almost like, you know, I help you and you help me type of scenario. You pay a premium. Um, but, you know, my wife and I, we just did this. So, you know, we're paying $450 a month to cover the whole family. And basically, any expense over $500, they pay 100%. But you've got to be somewhat healthy. You can't have a lot of pre-existing. Um, so it's like concierge? You know, I, I guess it's more of. like a sharing arrangement. You know, we're paying in to help other people and and so forth. But, you know, people are looking for answers. And the health share is an answer for some folks. And that works. You know, we've had other people who are using these temporary or short-term policies out there, you know, that might cover for 90 days and then they reset every 90 days because the premiums are so substantially lower. You know, you look at premiums of seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars $1,800 a month, that's more than some people's mortgage just to pay for health insurance. So, you know, I think the ANA just sent out a survey right. talking about health insurance and possibilities of what people would be looking for. And I think some of the problems with that right now is every state has their own state insurance department. Right. And there's hurdles you have to jump sure. through. Well, I know um, they even deal with that with the malpractice insurance absolutely, market. Absolutely. But, you know, if we could come up with a group plan or association plan, I think it would help out a lot of our CRNAs in the community and be a wonderful plan. So. Wow. Lots of things to think about. Well, let's talk about retirement for freelancers. 
Let's talk about retirement for <laughs> anybody. I guess that might be two separate shows we well, would need to talk we, about. We probably do. We can talk about each one of these plans, but you know, we get a lot of misinformation out there from CPAs around the country who tell CRNAs, this is the type of plan you need to be in. And, you know, unfortunately they recommend the SEP plan or the simplified employee pension. And that really used to be your only option. It allows the employer and the employer only to contribute to the plan. And then there's some drawbacks with that. The first of which is that you've got to pay yourself a salary. Let's say you wanted to max out your retirement contribution into a SEP plan. You've got to pay yourself a salary that allows you to be able to do that. And we said earlier, if you're an S corporation, you have to set a reasonable salary. Well, in order to max out in a SEP plan, your salary might have to be $220,000 to be able to get that $55,000 in there. Because mm -hmm. you're only eligible to get 25%. Actually, it works out to be a little less than that if you're self-employed, but we'll use 25%. So 25% of 220 is 55,000. So you've got to pay yourself a pretty substantial salary to be able to max that out. And one of the plans that we use a lot with our CRNAs is a solo or 401k plan. And what it does, it allows us to have employee contributions along with employer contributions. Those employee contributions are just like you do when you're W-2. You know, it's at 18,500 or 24,500 that you can contribute in your W-2 position currently. You can do that in your solo 401k. And the sizzle behind that, just mm -hmm. to go back to some sizzle mm -hmm. here, because I start to see your eyes that, glazing over I, again, Sharon. Yes. The sizzle is that that money can either be pre-tax or it can be post-tax Roth. Okay. Yeah. So well, I thought that, we couldn't do Roth. Right. Most CRNAs make too much money to do That's Roth. That's what I thought. Make too much money to do a Roth IRA. This is a Roth 401k, and there are no income limitations. So that 18500 or 24500 that you defer as an employee could all go into a Roth contribution. You can't do that with a SEP IRA. So it gives us flexibility as mm -hmm. we move forward. And that's one of the things you want to build into your plan. And then along with that, you can have a profit sharing portion. And that profit sharing portion is the difference between what you put in and that $55,000 or $61,000. So it allows the corporation to put in that amount, 25%. So if we wanted to get another... Um, 35000 from the corporation, then we'd only have to pay you a salary of 140 instead of 220 mm -hmm. You see where I'm going with right. this? So solo 401k for most CRNAs probably makes the most sense. Now, where it doesn't is if you've got a CRNA who's working part-time who also has a retirement plan at their W-2 position and they're maxing out the employee portion at the right. hospital, then the set might make sense. But right, CRNAs, I think that's what you set up for me. Absolutely, absolutely. But CRNAs that are doing this full-time and they're out freelancing and they're making substantial amounts of money, this is probably the better route to go because it builds flexibility in. And let's face it, we're probably not going to be in a lower tax environment than we are today as we move forward. I mean, we see all the issues, right. Social Security, Medicare, healthcare situations. All those things are going to cost money, and obviously we've got to pay for it somehow. So. Yes, we do. Well, I like this little chart that you have here about the SEP 
in the 401k. I don't know if we would be able to post something like this in the show notes. Absolutely. We definitely because I think this is, this is very helpful. And, you know, people might be driving down the road listening to this right now. And sometimes you've got to listen to this stuff more than once. But it might be helpful to have something like that for people to pull up later. Absolutely. So have you got any more hot tips or sizzle <laughs> tips for CRNAs who want to freelance and how to handle that as a business? And Well, you know, I think we've kind of hit the highlights here today. I think one of the points we want to get across is that there are opportunities out there for CRNAs. There's a lot of opportunity today. And again, it goes back to your own personal goals, your own objectives, what you're trying to accomplish. And how do we utilize these opportunities of being a CRNA and the CRNA business to get me where I want to go personally? And I and always want to make sure that people are doing that. This is an opportunity. Every one of you are smart people. You've gone back to school. You have people's lives in your hands every single day. This is just one of those opportunities for you to be able to take care of you and your family in the way you want to be able to do that. So I think we've hit the highlights. You know, there's lots more to this stuff that we can obviously cover at a later time. But for today, I think we've about done as much as we're going to be able to do. Well, people, let us know what pieces of this you would like to delve into further. And Jeremy is just a wealth of information and sometimes a little bit too much whenever I call him and he'll start telling me things like, this is enough, this is enough, just give me a little bit at a time because he just knows so much about all of this. So I guess that will be it for today. It's been a pleasure listening to all of this. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to digest. But like you said, CRNAs are smart people and take advantage of the opportunities while they're there. So, uh, absolutely. What's the old saying? Make hay while the sun shines. Is That's that what it. it is? Yeah. That's so, I think exactly. the sun is shining on the CRNA community and there's lots of golden opportunity ahead. And we really do appreciate everyone listening to us today to Beyond the Mask. And this is Jeremy Stanton and, and Sharon Pierce. And we're signing off for that. Coming up on a future episode of Beyond the Mask. Randy Moore here, Chief Executive Officer of the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists. I'm going to discuss what keeps me up at night, the transformation of the AANA, and where I think the profession and the specialty of anesthesia is going. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere else that streams podcasts.